0: Welcome, all college football fans. Today, Pat and I will be recapping last week's games, giving a short preview of all the biggest games for week three of college football, as well as our favorite betting plays of the weekend. Hey guys, with sports betting season in full force with football season around the corner, you need a sportsbook with integrity and longevity like BetUS. Use promo code DIRK41, that's all caps, at BetUS.com to receive a 125% sign-up bonus after a deposit of $50 or more. BetUS has a lines for any game you can dream of while allowing you to bet live sports across the globe, from the live casino to the horse tracks. BetUS has you covered in every front. Remember to use promo code DIRK41, all caps, at BetUS.com in order to receive your 125% sign-up bonus at the best sports book there is. To start us off with our bet, bet talk, Pat, why don't you go ahead and tell us your favorite play?
1: Yes, I'm going to go back to college football for week three. Um... I really like Notre Dame minus 7.5 at home against Purdue. Now, I know I am I might be getting some looks out there because Notre Dame struggled a bit against Toledo and just squeaked out a three-point victory at home. But that's kind of the reason why I like them this week. Uh, I think they're going to have a bounce-back game. I think they're a little upset about the performance at home against Toledo, and I think they'll they'll bounce back. I think even if you wanted to buy down, um, a point to minus six and a half. That might be even safer, you know, just because they win by a touchdown, you'll still be covered there. So I, I I really like them minus six and a half with buying a point there, uh, Notre Dame against Purdue.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like that play too. I think the line is a little bit low for Notre Dame um, with the Toledo game. Um, but also with Florida State losing to Jacksonville State, it makes that first week's game look a little iffy. But at the end of the day, um, Notre Dame's got the talent. They've been a consistent team, and like within the last couple of years under Brian Kelly, they have kind of turned it around. Um, a veteran quarterback. Um, I just I don't see him losing at home, you know. So six and a half is definitely uh, something I like. But with my play, I'm going to be taking it to the NFL. We're going to be looking at Sunday Night Football. I will be taking the Chiefs, buying a point on the chiefs to minus two and a half at Baltimore. Um, I think just Baltimore is missing so much. Um, lost Marcus Peters, Tyson Williams played a great game, picked him up in fantasy. Uh, it was a great pickup, scored 16.8 points, but he's an undrafted rookie running back. They lost four RBs. Um, Lamar looked beatable, um, against the Raiders defense that was really bad last year. So, I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Tyreek Hill, it's Travis Kelsey. Um, they did a good job of stopping Darren Waller. The Ravens' defense did, but Derek Carr still threw for like four hundred and thirty-five yards. So, I like the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, I think anytime you can get the Chiefs minus two and a half or close to to pick them, you've got it. You just gotta take it and just you know sit there and just just hope the Chiefs just beat the Chiefs because I think you're not gonna get the Chiefs at minus two and a half, minus three and a half. A lot this season so might as well jump on it early
0: yeah and like what would the line be if marcus peters was like if marcus peters is there the line is still probably the same like exactly. maybe it's minus two and a half if they have marcus peters and their running backs but like i just think vegas is overestimating the home field advantage for this game the chiefs are the better team i think They saw the Ravens lose. It's like, oh, the Ravens are going to bounce back, but you don't bounce back against the Chiefs. Um, It would take a serious injury for the Chiefs not to win that game, in my opinion, because we saw them come back on the Browns. They look totally out of the game, Mm -hmm. totally out of it, and anything's possible.
1: um, Yeah, love that pick. Love that pick.
0: With that being said, though, we're going to jump into recapping the four biggest games, in our opinion, of this past weekend. Um, we're first going to be starting off with the 11 a.m. game that was – or noon game, depending on – or one or two, depending <laughs> on your time zones. Um, Oregon at Ohio State. Um, yeah, Pat, I'll go ahead and let you talk about this one. Yeah, we caught we caught
1: most of this game. Um, it was a shocker for me. Uh, I I know talking earlier and, and talking about it on the last pod, uh, previewing it, we thought Oregon – you know, missing two of their the best defensive players um, in Thibodeau, and I forget the other guy's name, but, I mean, heck, just losing Thibodeau for that game, everyone was like, oh, Ohio State's going to put up 40 and probably beat him by a couple touchdowns uh, at home, places going to be jumping. But, man, Oregon just ran the ball right down that Ohio State defense.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, really, really impressive performance from Oregon. And it really – it was pretty shocking. I thought Ohio State, you know, they – it's almost like a shoe, and like oh, they might be you know in for the playoff. And I know it's early, but they obviously looked be- very beatable, mm-hmm. um, and at home too. I mean, I remember I saw a stat that's Ryan Day's first uh, regular season loss as head coach.
0: Yeah, he
1: was like 23 and 0 previously. Yeah. So obviously that's not counting the playoffs. You know, regular season only. That's that is a super impressive win for Mario Cristobal and Oregon. I mean, I saw they jumped up to what was it four in the rankings? Yeah, something like that. So. Very, very good win for Oregon. I don't know. Will they sustain it all year? It's the Pac-12. We'll see. Yeah. But super impressed with the Ducks. It was
0: – like it's just the story of the Pac-12. I mean, like, can they sustain it? Maybe. I mean, USC had – or 17.5-point favorites and lost to Stanford, which – Didn't even play in 2020 because of COVID. Weren't even allowed to practice in 2020. They took a year gap. And, like, Pac-12, so iffy. But my takeaways from the game, C.J. Stroud is the real deal. Uh, Had 484 yards, one turnover. There were some dropped balls. Some of his balls weren't the greatest, but his wide receivers also dropped a good amount. And we saw Ohio State's defense struggle with the run against Minnesota. I just didn't think it would be or going to be this dominating with the run. Like having 269 rushing yards and having 7.1 yards per attempt. Like that's just you're not going to win a game doing that. Uh-oh. Yeah.
1: It was it was super impressive and I Yeah, Stroud was Stroud looked impressive. It wasn't it wasn't uh, the Ohio State offense that was the issue. Saturday afternoon in Columbus, it was that defense and defense wins championships. If you don't have a a formidable defense that can stop the run and keep your team in the game, you're going to have a tough time winning those big games Uh and you could have the greatest offense in the world, but if if you can't, if the defense can't step up, you're not going to, you're not going to make it happen. So that's kind of my takeaway. And I think, you know, big win for Oregon. Let's see what Ohio state could do the rest of the year, maybe squeak in depending on what goes on across the country. But uh, definitely a
0: huge win for the Pac-12, too, after kind of a week-one struggle. Yeah, and I think it's, even if even with USC losing, like, the Pac-12 is still alive for the playoffs. And I'm using that in quotations because I personally don't think Oregon's going to go undefeated. But, like, if they did, they're in, you know, especially the way they beat Ohio State. Um, with that being said, though, let's move on to the next game. Battle of the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones.
1: Yeah, uh, Mac, what were your what were your impressions on this one?
0: Um, it's interesting because Iowa's had a great defense um, for a really long time now. I think dating back to 2016, they've had like a top five defense um, over that span of time. If you look at the different programs um, with like points allowed and yards and whatnot, and Iowa State. What they were so good at last year was O-line play, tight end play, making the smart play, running the ball. And they just haven't been able to do it in either of their matchups so far this year. Um, Iowa's defense is for real. That's um, also different conferences. So I'm going to be interested to see how Iowa looks if they play like Ohio State, when they play like some of those teams, like Penn State, like see how they look there. But Iowa looked really good on defense. And Iowa State just the reason they lost was because they lost a turnover battle, four to zero. And Brees Hall, one of my Heisman sleepers, I think he was at like sixty to one or something like that, or forty to one, fumbled on the six yard line, and it was a scoop and score. It was fourteen to ten at that point, and that just kind of changed the entire game.
1: Yeah, uh, <clears throat> definitely a little bit shocked. I know my pick, my pick was Iowa. Plus four and a half, so I'm glad that one cashed in for that this that past weekend. But I, I still thought it'd be a close game. I mean, 27 to 17 was was a little shocking for me, but yeah, Iowa looked really composed. and I mean, they've had two really big wins to start off the year with Indiana and at Iowa State. So the Cyclones or the the Hawkeyes look really good. Um, defense, I think I saw a stat, you might have said it last pod back or someone, but. I don't think I was let up like more than twenty-four points in a game since something. I mean, it's something crazy. I need to, yeah, I need to that, find that stat. It might
0: have been like twenty seventeen or twenty sixteen because um, I remember if those who watch Game Day, Ashton Kutcher was actually one of the people who said that as well. Um, That's yeah, right. That's right. Iowa jumped up to five, um, which is crazy. Like they're on the outside looking in right now, um, but they're that next team. Yeah,
1: and I think they they deserve to be at five. You know, the, yeah. with the wins they have, we'll see what what transpires the rest of the year. They've got some tougher games down the road, but they've taken care of business the first two weeks.
0: so That's all you really can ask for if you're an Iowa an Iowa fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think we've mentioned this. They had 173 yards compared to Iowa State, who had 339. Like Iowa State was the team that could move the ball, and like 339 yards is still not a ton Um, when you're looking at college football now and being that being total yards, but just Iowa's defense just came up with turnover after turnover after turnover, just kills drives and they really stepped up and allowed their offense to be what they are, which is they'll throw from anywhere from 80 to 200 yards a game. Um, I think they threw for like 110 this game and they run for however many more. So, yeah, and I
1: I think you can ask anyone as a defense, you can give up yards, you can give up yards, but if you get those turnovers, that's where it matters, and that's mm-hmm. what Iowa did. Like they gave up 339 yards, but they got also got four turnovers. So it's that's yeah. important. They got a scoop and score, like you said, and help kind of cushion that lead a little bit a little bit. So you know, yeah, they got they got out outgained in the yardage category, but that 4-0 uh, turnover margin was huge for
0: Iowa. Yeah. Um. With that being said, let's move on to our game of the week, favorite game of the week. Uh, Texas at Arkansas. Um, Arkansas won forty to twenty-one. It was a sixteen-zero at half, and they just dominated the game throughout the game. Yeah, that
1: was a uh, that was really a really fun game to be at uh, this past Saturday night in Fayetteville. That crowd was like nothing I had seen since being here at the University of Arkansas. I think the whole week leading up was just like the anticipation was crazy. You you heard it all around on SEC network, on you know, on ESPN that, you know, all the analysts that were there is like, man, this this crowd, this town is buzzing. And it lived up to the hype. I mean, it was Arkansas came out right away. And, you know, you could tell the energy was there, but then they had that false start first play of the game yeah. on offense, and then they had that muff punt, and you're like, oh,
0: gosh, here comes Arkansas. Yeah. It was like Arkansas scored. Arkansas did not punt besides the first two drives of the entire game. And I'll tell you what, that Arkansas defense, that real defense deal. is for real. I, they, we were missing, I say we just because I go here, but, like, we were missing bumper pool for if you don't know who he is, the leading tackler in the SEC, and he missed an entire half of that game. He's just a tackling machine. Um, missed him, but we had Hayden Henry, stepped up, senior linebacker um, from Arkansas, brother of Hunter and Hudson, who's also at the U of A, but stepped up. I mean, they, just, they held Texas 256 total yards. And that score of 21 is generous. Mm -hmm. We Arkansas had a turnover through a pick. They got the ball in like the 25 to 30, which is just right there. Easy to score. And the other one was a garbage time touchdown, which they got to like the one got stuffed three times in a row uh, by Arkansas's defense. And this is at the end of the game. The game's over at this point. And it's like fourth and one or fourth and goal from the one they get in. But. It was just very impressive how Arkansas handled a good Texas team. And everyone's saying now, oh, Texas wasn't good. Texas just beat a Louisiana team who was the Sun Belt champion and returned 21 of the 22 starters. And a lot of people had Texas rivaling OU or being like number two in the Big 12 this year. So I think it was extremely impressive of what Arkansas did and the way that they beat them.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. And regardless of what people say, Arkansas fans and the state of Arkansas hate the University of Texas. It was just such a huge um, – it was a monumental win for the state. Um, and the way that it happened, like you said, just the domination on the offensive side of the ball, running it just right down Texas's throat, they didn't have an answer for Arkansas running the football. Still want to see a little bit more of KJ in the passing – Passing game, but he did have a couple of nice deep balls. Uh, one to Morris when Texas cut the lead to nine, and it was you know you could feel the tension in the stadium right there. You were like, "Uh oh, here comes Texas," and he made it was second and second and eleven at their own seventeen, and he made a, it. It's like a 40, 45 yard pass to Tyson Morris that just relieved everyone's stress. And I think we scored maybe two or three plays later. It was just such a huge boost for the offense and the confidence of Arkansas. Um, it was just overall such an amazing night in Fayetteville. Um, it was
0: incredible, absolutely yeah. incredible. Um, crowd played a huge part in it. Um, Dicker the kicker. Um, yeah, the student section. <laughs> Not quite was Dicker the kicker that night, you know. Stu- student section was definitely in his head. Um, missed a field goal. Um, punting from around near the student section, muffs it. Um, yeah, it was a really fun game to be at. Um, absolutely like a top three game I've ever been at, if not one, maybe two, um, been at some fun Baylor games in the past and they've won the big 12 championship, but have with Arkansas having 330 yards rushing, like that is pure domination. Um, especially when you're looking at, we saw how well Oregon ran the ball, 269 yards. Arkansas had almost 40 more yards, like a little bit, over, around 40 more yards than Oregon did. Um, they had four running backs, and it was just a very impressive win. And um, Hogs fans, like, for the program, it was impressive. Um, they've won, like, what? Arkansas has won, like, 12 games over the past five years. Yeah. Like, before this year, like, it was a monumental win. Um, and, yeah, it was. Yeah.
1: I'm, uh, I'm excited to see. Those four running backs the rest of the year because it's it's always nice to have running back depth especially when they're all kind of different runners you know yeah Traylon Smith is shifty and you got Rocket Sanders who's got power and you know all the way down the line it's just it was super impressive Um, Green Green's literally a track star he's just track speed Um, (laughs) feel free at Hornsby I know he's not a running back but he came in for a series or two and the dude looked. Electric. I'm like, let's get
0: this dude some more touches. You know, like I mean, this, <laughs> his, it's a pack just for four. His comp in high school is RG3 because just like RG3, he's a state champion track runner um, and a quarterback, which is just a dynamic duo. Um, I know they said that his, they like KJ's like leadership and stuff. Like, KJ's a captain, KJ's a starter. That's not going to change, but have some packages for Hornsby because I think the next couple of years he's going to be definitely a name to watch for um, on a national level, just not on uh, for the state of Arkansas, but definitely on a national level.
1: Yeah, one more thing about Hornsby
0: is he anchored the 4 by 100
1: relay team for his high school. They were the fastest um, relay team in the country. And that's and he was anchoring that. It's like I think you said it back uh, last part or whatever. Like he's the fastest guy in the field you know, Pitt yeah. Pittman said something about it and you brought it up. I think it's important to realize I mean, that dude's electric. So I'm, I'm excited to hopefully see him in some packages this year. and Then hopefully take the team over in the next couple of years.
0: Yeah. And it's, they got Arkansas's uh, big sec game, not this upcoming week, but next week, um, right now, Arkansas is 20 and I think is seven, but both teams win this week. You know, you're looking at possibly and am staying at seven, um, And then you're looking at Arkansas maybe being like 18, 17. Like It's going to be a really good game. Um, Arkansas, when they play in Jerry World, loses by a score. I think the past five years, the only year they lost by more than a score was in College Station. Uh, They lost by two touchdowns. So I think it's going to be a really good game. And it just makes the SEC West, in general, so much more competitive. Um, When there's there's teams like Arkansas – that if you're an outsider looking in you don't think they're going to win um I know last pod you and Ben didn't have the prediction for Arkansas but deep down you no, wanted to <laughs> right um, but yeah it just makes the SEC West more competitive it makes it more fun it's like the having Mississippi State for the years that they did um you know just hanging around or how Ole Miss just hangs around in the 20s it's just another team that's good and shows that the sec is the best conference um in the nation and that's not going to change soon
1: yeah absolutely well now moving on to the nightcap, definitely a a, an underrated game of of the weekend i know mac you you definitely agree with that but utah at byu the cougars upsetting utah 26 to 17 matt give me your
0: thoughts on this game This is the uh, Battle of the Holy War. Um, It's been a rivalry for a long time. BYU hasn't won in the past five or six years. Um, Even when they – I mean, they didn't really get Zach Wilson to get to play because it was just conference opponents. But, um, yeah, the crowd was crazy. It wasn't as crazy as Fayetteville, um, at least from, like, outsiders looking in on videos and whatnot. But Utah just kind of looked stagnant um, throughout the game. I'm not a big believer in Charlie Brewer, and he he showed that game why you shouldn't be a big believer in him. He's not a big-time quarterback. He's just a – he's a good game manager at a college level. Um, but sometimes the lights, even as an older senior, the lights are too bright for him still. He just doesn't perform um, as well against the good teams. I mean you've seen that his whole career um, compared to when he plays like FCS opponents or bottom – tier power five teams
1: yeah and I, as speaking of brewery through an early pick um there in the first quarter it's definitely not his best game but i guess you know you could kind of see that coming with him um, but yeah that that those byu fans storming the field was pretty crazy there in provo um the big win for byu you know they had a really good year last year and they lost to coastal at coastal which kind of you know put a little roadblock in the end of their season. You know, that was a tough loss. I know they really wanted to win that game. And that game was scheduled like last minute. The nation, all the nation wanted, let's get Coastal, let's get BYU, you know. Um, it was this is a huge win for BYU. Uh, Utah was right 21. It's a it's a top 25 win. They're 2-0, you know. This direct the, this BYU team is heading in the right direction. Yeah. And soon enough, they'll be a member of the Big 12 conference as well. So, uh,
0: have a have another rank ranked team. They have Arizona State this upcoming week, which should be a good game. It's uh, at BYU. But BYU just dominated time of possession, had about the ball for about 12 more minutes. Um, Both teams ran for – Utah ran for 198 yards. BYU ran for 230. Um, Yard discrepancy was only about 20, but BYU won the turnover battle. When you win the turnover battle, you win time of possession, and you're efficient in running the ball, averaging around like 5.2 yards a carry. Like – that's going to bode well for you um, through the course of four quarters. Um, that's really going to help out. Yeah,
1: I totally agree. That'll, that'll be a fun game, too, against Arizona State. Do you know who's home on that one? Who Who's at home BYU. for that one? Okay, so another big, States, big home
0: game for BYU. State's favored by uh, three and a half right now. Okay.
1: And you might want to slam BYU. I mean, they look good. It's going to be a close game. I mean, it's always, you know, BYU yeah. plays some closer games. And Arizona
0: State's got... Got some talent. That'll
1: be that'll be a fun one to watch this weekend.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting because Arizona State, ranked 19 right now, but played Southern Utah and UNLV. Um, did well against both of them, but it's always nice to see teams. We'll talk a little bit about it later, too. Nice to see teams play, like, actually good competition and not just a team that they're going to steamroll. It's kind of hard, in my opinion, to judge a team that plays teams at the beginning of the year that just they steamroll because – the talent discrepancy is just extreme. Yeah, it's hard to hard to get a good judgment
1: on a team. That's why it's you know nice that Arkansas got a nice uh, like you said no matter what you think about Texas like they were a good team. They're a good team. They have talent. Like that's a big win for Arkansas. Yeah. You get a good you get a good feeling about Arkansas. You know you're like okay, like they're definitely you have know, made so many strides from a couple years ago. Like are they will they be a consistent top 25 team? Who knows. They have the toughest schedule in the country. You know what I mean? So it's kind of yeah. hard to judge that anyway, but it's it's definitely even harder to judge a team when they play these FCS teams and these off, I mean, like high school teams almost it's like, you can't judge a team off that. So we'll see what Arizona state's made of. Um, We know BYU is a good football team. So if you're confident, I'm confident. I kind of like that three and a half getting those three and a half points for BYU at home too.
0: Absolutely. Moving on. Let's jump into some, not a ton of great games this weekend. Uh, and when we mean great games. We talk like top twenty-five matchups. Um, we kind of already touched on Arizona State, BYU for a little bit. Um, but moving on to Bama and Florida, which is one versus eleven, I think. Um, Pat, how do you how do you look at this game?
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's hard for me not to think Bama is gonna win this game. I will say it helps that that game's in the swamp 100% like the swamp's going to be bumping and that place is going to be rocking for that game and Bryce Young's is going to be you know his first big road test as a starting quarterback there at Alabama um so yeah I I'm very curious to see the outcome of this game my gut and everything's telling me like yeah Bama's probably gonna win by 10 or so but I think Florida being at home you know huge crowd I think that's gonna that's gonna propel them a a lot. So
0: I'm very curious to see the outcome of this one. Yeah. I just, for whatever reason, and I could be the only person in the nation. that thinks this, I could be a hundred percent wrong about this, but I'm just, I want to see Bama play a competitive team on both sides of the ball. I'm a huge believer that Miami is the most overrated team in college football. It's, every the last couple like maybe not last year but year before they start off with bama bama throttles them because that's an acc team that's not even a top acc team playing the most prepared like bama if i had to pick one game to open the year who's gonna show up like out, out of any team in the country i'm picking bama you know and like they're playing an acc team that's got a lot of question marks the talent isn't there they don't have the speed that bama has it's just an outmatched battle so i'm going to be interested to see how they handle the swamp how the qu- two quarterbacks are being used it's kind of a battle right now between emory jones and anthony richardson um anthony richardson is a freshman and he is a unit i think he's <laughs> 6'6", 240. Um
1: yeah, he's big. two
0: <laughs> forty, but he's massive. Um, granted, it was against South Florida, but last game three for three, one hundred and fifty two yards, touchdown. Four carries, one hundred fifteen yards, a touchdown, and one of those carries was an eighty yard touchdown. I mean, he's just like lighting it up. Emory Jones has not looked good. Um, even though you <clears throat> going back before summer ball and spring practice and all that you look around you say well who's going to be the quarterback it's emory jones no doubt in anyone's mind he's waited he's been groomed for this but just hasn't looked good against inferior competition and anthony richards looks has looked really good so i think it's gonna be interesting um <clears throat> if it's a team if bama's gonna lose a game i feel like a team with both with two dual threat quarterbacks that are completely different from each other is something that doesn't bode well for Bama. Yeah. Uh,
1: I think it's important that Dan Mullen utilizes Jones and Richardson in in the right times of the game because I think it's probably inevitable he's going to use both. You know, yeah. probably, I mean, I don't know if that's a big spotlight for Anthony Richardson as, as a freshman, but I, I mean, I think you'd agree with me just based off stats. Like he's been the better guy
0: um At yeah. Florida. You know, at, so good. Emory Jones will start. Like, he'll, he's going to start. But it's second quarter, eight minutes left. 14 7 right now is the score. Bama's up. They throw in Anthony Richards, confuses the defense. It just gives them that boost. And I just, Bama, I, they lost one of their linebackers to start the year, one of their best defensive players. And, like, they have so much talent all over the board, but. I just, I want to see him play like a team like Florida and if Bama does well and Bama wins by <clears throat> two, three, four scores, like Bama is that team to beat. But if it's a closer game, like seven, 10 points or something like that, then I'm looking down the road at the games that Bama has to play and saying like, Oh, does Ole Miss scare them? Does A&M get something, you know, like, or do they just steamroll the West? Um, like they normally do. So I think this game is a very big predictor for what to expect from Bama for the rest of the year. Yeah, I think I'm super, super
1: excited to watch it. Um, it's going to be fun. Those 230 SEC slot games are always cool. Yeah. Um, you know, one game for CBS every week. Arkansas will get the chance to be slotted there next week against A&M, so um, it'll be a fun one to watch in the Swamp.
0: Absolutely. Moving on to the Night game. I think it's at night. Um Auburn traveling up to Penn Happy State. Valley.
1: Yep. It's gonna be interesting. I'm excited for that. I think game day is there this week, right, Mac? Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I think this is also the first time Auburn's played a big team a big ten opponent on the road since like nineteen like it's been like ninety years um since they've done it, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's gonna be a whiteout at Penn State. That is one of the most electric um Atmospheres of college football, um, especially being in a whiteout, it's going to look insane. Um, and I'll tell you what, Penn State, from at least a viewer from the TV, when they do like whiteouts and all that sort of stuff, they go full out whiteout. It seems like just the crowd, the towels, like it's a crazy environment. Hun- I think it's hundred and six thousand people. It's, it's like, insane. It's it's an NFL stadium, pretty much. Um, So yeah, I think that's going to be a really fun game because we've seen Auburn look very dominating against very, very, very inferior opponents. Um, And traveling up to Penn State, who's already beat Wisconsin um, in a game they weren't favored in, I just think uh, it's going to be a really good game, I think. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Um, I'm not too high on
1: Auburn this year, personally. That doesn't mean I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if they won this game but I think it's Penn State's game to lose at home, feeding off that energy, uh, a good start to the season. I mean, James Franklin will have his players ready. And is Bo Nix going to show up? You know, he's consistently been a really good quarterback at home, but not good quarterback on the road. And he is, like you said, he's going into one of the toughest atmospheres in college football. So how is Bo N- I mean, that might be the biggest question mark is – how is Bo Nix going to play in that atmosphere? If he comes out and shows and proves that, like, I'm the Bo Nix that plays at Auburn at home, like, who knows? You know, he's got the talent. You know, he's shown it in, in, in spurts here and there. But is he going to do it on probably the biggest stage of his career, I would say? You know? Yeah, and I mean,
0: K. you're also talking about a first-year head coach. You know, it's not like... Gus Malzahn's been there. It's not like they have consistency up there. They just haven't played – I think they played an FCS opponent and then a bottom Power 5 team where they put up like 60 points in each game or around there. Um, how does Harston look coaching? He came from Boise State, if mm-hmm. I'm correct. Yeah. He hasn't played an environment like this. Um, Hasn't played consistently good teams like he has to. So it's going to be interesting just to see – Auburn, like, how do they look, you know? Yeah. I think, they played Akron, who was one of the worst back teams,
1: and then Alabama State. So, yeah. it's like like we were just talking about earlier. How do you judge Auburn off that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're ranked yeah. 22. Cool. Well, yeah, they haven't lost a game, but they
0: also played high school teams. You know, it's yeah. just ridiculous. And, like, at, at that point, you expect them to win by 50, like, when they're playing teams like that. So, it's just, like, how are they going to look against a competition that is really good? If they come out and beat Penn State and they beat them well like by, like, a, two scores, then, yeah, Auburn might be for real this year. Um, maybe not for real, like, oh, they're going to win the West, but they could cause some issues in the West. Um, definitely won't win the West, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Probably probably a lot of money, put a lot of money on that one. Yeah. But – and this also is a big game for Penn State. If Penn State can handle business, they have – a couple tough games left on the schedule, but they are the leader. Um, I forgot what division is it—the big, is it Big Ten West and East?
1: I want to say it is. Let me check. Um, let's see. I mean, yeah, they're going to be in the driver's seat
0: regardless. Um, they're in the East. Yeah, yes. so they would be the, the top East. of the East. Um, I know they have a tough game at Iowa left on their schedule, and then they have a game at Ohio State. So those are two really tough games. Um, they also have Michigan at home and those games always seem to be close. Um, but if they can get through this Auburn team, like they're definitely the team to beat in the big 10, they control their own destiny. Even if you don't beat Iowa, you just have to, uh, just got to beat Ohio state. Cause I was in the West. So right. yeah, a big game for Penn state. I saw they had uh, Kevin Peel up there this week. Um, having some fun, but yeah, it's going to be an exciting night game and it's definitely a game to tune into.
1: Yeah, that'll be fun. I'm excited to see a kind of big 10 sec matchup. I would say two best conferences in college football. Um, So it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. I'll definitely be tuned in on Saturday night to watch that one. going to be a great atmosphere. I think Penn state's going to win. I think they'll probably buy a touchdown, but wouldn't be shocked if Bo Nix and Auburn pulled off an upset as well. So we'll see what goes down. Happy Valley.
0: Yeah, those are some of the biggest games. Um, we don't really have a oh, big look ahead. We don't really have any great matchups in uh, week four, but week five will be providing all those matchups for us. So make sure to continue to listen for all college football news. And if you have a specific team and you're listening to this pod and we don't talk about this team, go ahead and find us on Twitter at all in one Dallas Sports or all-in-one Dallas on Instagram. Make sure to find us, follow us, and ask us to talk about your team, and we'll do some deep, deep, deep research, (laughs) tell you that. Absolutely. Uh, uh, But be sure to listen for the next pod. Uh, I think next pod will be about the Cowboys. So peace out.